Welcome to Steeping Around, sponsored by the Maya Tea Company. I am your host, Manish Shah, and we are talking all things tea. You know, one of the traits that I like in people that I generally seem to possess myself is I like people who keep their promises. But today, I am going to have to break my promise to you. Now, I've done this before, too. I had spoken last week that we were going to talk about pu'er, which is a very unusual and different, wonderful type of tea. But I got an email that just begged to be addressed. So pu'er is not going anywhere. We're not going to do a show on it today. Instead, we are going to focus on this email that I received. Sorry to have broken my promises to you, but my other detours have been pretty fun. So let's see if this one is as interesting. Let me read you the email. It comes to us from Lisa in Murrieta, California. And she writes, I've been listening to your program for a long time and I love it. By the way, that is a really good way to start an email. I will always read it to the end if it starts that way, I promise you. She goes on and says, I'm going to come right out and say that my intent is to win the free box of tea with the best question of the week. Again, I love clear statement of intention. She leaves nothing to chance here. She goes on. I'm even going to stack the deck in my favor by asking two questions. First, how does Earl Grey get that unique earthy flavor? It's different than anything else. Just who the hell is Earl Grey and why is he so special that he gets a tea named after him? Now that's several questions, but really she wants to know about Earl Grey. That's really her first set of questions. And then she has a second set, which we are going to turn into our question of the week. So this show, we are going to dedicate to Lisa. In fact, let's just call it Lisa's show. And we are going to talk about Earl Grey. We're going to talk about what it is, how it gets that unique flavor the history of Earl Grey, and then we're going to get into Lisa's question of the week, which is about caffeine, and I'll probably throw in a little special surprise for her as well. So it's going to be a a great show. Clearly, Lisa likes Earl Grey, and I don't blame her. I like it too. The thing to know about Earl Grey is that Earl Grey tea is actually not a type of tea. It's actually a type of flavor. It's a flavored tea. Typically, I don't like flavored teas a lot. We have them, but I'm not a big fan. When you go to a restaurant and you have iced tea and it happens to be passion fruit, apricot, raspberry, those are all flavored teas. We've taken black tea or we've taken some form of tea and added a flavor to it. And Earl Grey is no exception. We've added the flavor of a fruit called bergamot. And it is basically a citrus fruit. Now, it grows down in the Mediterranean, particularly in Italy and in the south of France. And it is genetically related to the bitter orange and the lime. It seems to be a hybrid of the two. Now, the juice is not as tart as that of a lemon, maybe a little bit more bitter than that of a grapefruit. So it's somewhere in there, if you can imagine that kind of a juice. It's not really something that people drink readily, you know, say, for example, like we drink orange juice, and it's not really used in cooking. The juice has been used traditionally as an herbal medicine for people who may be suffering from malaria. But the real love in that citrus fruit is in the rind. 
Many of you who like to cook might use the rind of, say, a lime or an orange in your cooking, and it adds just that amazing flavor. That zest of the fruit is a wonderful additive to many dishes. In this case, what makes Earl Grey tea have that amazing Earl Grey flavor is the oil from the rind of the bergamot fruit. Now, it has been used for centuries in perfumes. It's a great fragrance. And, of course, it can be added to foods. So you can add it to chocolate. You can add it to cakes, whatever you want. It's just an essential oil. And, of course, you can add it to tea. So essentially, that oil is applied to the tea leaves. The tea leaves absorb it, take it in, and then when you make tea out of it, both the flavor of the tea as well as the flavor of the bergamot oil come out in your cup, and voila, that is Earl Grey. It's a very unique flavor. It is outstanding, and while I do say I don't have a particular affinity for a lot of flavored teas, Earl Grey is one that I really like, and it seems every time... Right around this time, early fall, I get a hankering for it. So Lisa's question was very well-timed because I was rather enjoying some cups of Earl Grey when this question sort of crossed my desk. So I thought, yeah, we got to talk about it. Earl Grey, it's just that simple. Tea with a little bergamot oil added to it. But where does it come from? Well, we're going to get to that. When we come back, we'll talk about the history of Earl Grey, who Earl Grey really was... And then we will address Lisa's second question as our question of the week. She asked me about wanting a little jolt and what's uh, going on caffeine-wise and different types of tea. And then finally, I am going to have a little surprise for Lisa. So stay with me. I'll be right back here on Steeping Around. Here's a challenge. Go to your cupboard, dig out a tea bag, cut the top off of it, and pour its contents onto your kitchen table. What do you see? Anything more than dust? You're generally looking at the bottom of the barrel tea leaves, the crumbs that fall from the thick, whole, beautiful leaves that the Maya Tea Company uses. Did you know that you can greatly improve the quality of your tea by switching to whole leaf tea without spending one extra dime? Each pound of Maya Tea Company's decadent loose-leaf teas brews about 150 individual cups of tea, and you have an extensive variety of types and flavors to choose from. Would you like a green or a black tea? And how about flavored with raspberry or vanilla? The possibilities are endless with the Maya Tea Company. Plus, you can save an extra 15% on your purchases by typing the word STEEP into the coupon code at checkout. See for yourself at www.mayatea.com. That's M-A-Y-A-T-E-A.com and enter the word STEEP. We're back here at Steeping Around. I am your host, Manish Shah, and we are talking all things tea. Specifically, we are talking about Earl Grey tea, based on a question sent to us from Lisa in Murrieta, California. You know, it really is a very small world out there. Probably not more than five or six days before Lisa sent me her question, I was actually in Murrieta for the weekend. I was in business in L.A., 
over the course of like five or six days, and there was a weekend in between there, and I chose to stay a little extra so I could spend some time with a friend who I've known for many, many years who now lives in Marietta, California. So I was down there. I visited the Old Town Temecula Farmer's Market. I went to the Marietta Farmer's Market, got great salsa there, and really had a great time. So it's ironic that literally four days or five days later, Lisa's questions arrived. It's just, it's so funny, the synchronicity in the world. Lisa's question really focused on Earl Grey. What it is, and we covered that, it's really just tea flavored with oil of bergamot. But why is it not just called bergamot tea? Is there an Earl Grey? You betcha there is. The actual name of Earl Grey, the person, is General Charles Grey. And it was a title created for him in 1806. So he went from being a general to being an Earl in 1806. But... He's not the one that the tea is named after. A year later, he passed away. But his son, also named Charles, is really the second Earl Grey. So Charles II became Earl Grey II. And he actually achieved a fair amount of prominence. He was an important member of the Whig Party in the United Kingdom. And he actually served as prime minister for four years in the 1830s. During his time as prime minister, he pushed through something called the Reform Act of 1832. That's a really important act because it not only brought reform to the House of Commons, kind of cleaned up their act a little bit, it also brought about the abolition of slavery throughout the British Empire. In a way, he's kind of like the Abe Lincoln in Great Britain. Very, very prominent prime minister. So as sort of a, an ode to him, there are several stories about how this tea became named for this Charles Gray II or the second Earl Gray. There's a couple of stories, one being kind of out there a little bit and the other probably more true to what the reality is. The first story about how Earl Grey came to be named that, or at least its origin, is that some of Earl Grey's men helped save a young Chinese boy from drowning, and his father, a grateful Mandarin Chinese fellow, created this tea as an expression of his gratitude. Now, there's some holes in the story that don't make any sense. First of all, there's no recorded history that Earl Grey II was ever in China, Earl Grey is almost exclusively made on black tea. The Chinese are really only green tea drinkers, so why they would choose that, nobody knows. And then bergamot doesn't grow anywhere near China. It's only available in the south of France and in Italy. So this story does not seem to make much sense, although it's a good story, but it doesn't seem to hold much water. Now, there are two companies who say they have the original Earl Grey, and both of whom created it for Charles Grey II. The first company is Jackson of Piccadilly, which is a London-based tea house. And the other is Twinings, who not only says that they made the first Earl Grey, that they're actually related to the Earl himself. So these two competing stories in terms of who created Earl Grey amongst these two companies seems to be where the origin really lies. And both have had black tea made with bergamot in production since the 1830s. So... Those things are verified. Who actually created it and where it came from seems to be not 100% certain. But I think it really was from one of those two companies. And there you have it. The origin of Earl Grey is basically as a presentation to Charles Grey II, who is the second Earl Grey. And that's where it came from. And that's why it's not called bergamot tea.
a rich history and an equally rich flavor. Truly, truly remarkable. I don't know how many of you happen to watch the television show Star Trek: The Next Generation, but there happens to be a great line in there when Captain Jean-Luc Picard turns and says, "T. Earl Grey, hot." It's one of the great lines that people have used in popular culture as regards to tea, certainly uh, in broadcast, and、uh, it just goes to show you that at least. We know that Earl Grey, if the show is any indication, will be popular in the future as well. So now that I've answered Lisa's questions, I have a question for you. This is to all of you Earl Grey drinkers out there who love it. I want to know where is the best place you've ever had Earl Grey tea. Please send me an email, and you never know what I might send you. Speaking of what I'm going to be sending out, we're going to get to the surprise that I'm sending Lisa when we come back from our break, and we are going to address her second question as our question of the week. So please stay with us here on Steeping Around. Had such a tough time waking up in the morning, but coffee is so hard on my stomach. I need a good alternative. How about tea? It's not just an alternative to coffee; it's a solution. Many tea varieties offer a lift without the negative side effects associated with coffee. You mean no more sour stomach? That's right. Say goodbye to that teeth-grinding, nerve-shaking, dehydrating habit. But isn't tea really bitter? No, not when you've got good tea. There are hundreds of varieties to choose from, and each offers its own unique flavor, from the light and silky to the bold and toasty. Plus, the Maya Tea Company blends many teas with subtle, tantalizing flavors like vanilla, raspberry, and almond. The possibilities are endless. That sounds too good to be true. These great teas must be very expensive. At MayaTea.com, you can select the amount of tea you want, and their prices are incredible. Plus, you can save an extra fifteen percent. Just enter steep into the coupon code. Steep? Yeah, steep, as in steeping around. Just go to www.mayatea.com. That's M-A-Y-A-T-E-A.com, and enter steep into the coupon code. Thanks. I'm switching to tea today. <laughs> Welcome back to Steeping Around. I am your host Manish Shah, and we are talking all things tea. Specifically today, we're answering questions from an email sent to us by one person, Lisa in Southern California. Now, she actually sent me seven questions. The first three were all related to Earl Grey, and it prompted me to do a complete show on the. Flavors and history of Earl Grey, one of my favorite flavors, and maybe for some of you as well. The second half of the email actually had four questions about caffeine in tea, and before we answer them, I want to let Lisa know about her surprise. Normally, when you send a question of the week, we like to send you a little something, but because we did a whole show and you did send seven questions, I'm going to send you seven teas, Lisa. Yes, you're going to get seven different teas, including Earl Grey. Along with some of my favorites, that's how much I appreciate the fact that you 
went for gold in sending us your questions and really making a, a great show for us. If you have a question that you'd like for me to answer on the air, I will be happy to do so, and maybe you'll get something free from me as well. The easiest way to do so is via email. My email address is steep at myat.com. That's S-T-E-E-P at myat.com. If you enjoy the show, please fan us on Facebook. We have sites for both uh, Steeping Around as well as the Maya Tea Company. And finally, please visit our website, www.mayatea.com. For Lisa's second question, she writes, You told us that white tea has the lowest caffeine and black tea has the highest caffeine. But what's the difference? Is it just a small difference or quite large? In other words, if I need a caffeine jolt, would white tea do it or is the caffeine amount too small? If black tea has the most caffeine, is it close to coffee? There's a lot of confusion about caffeine and tea and coffee, and let's just clarify this really sort of straight up. A pound of tea has more caffeine than a pound of coffee. We're talking about the dry weight. But the trick here is you use a lot more coffee to make a cup of coffee, a lot less tea to make a cup of tea. So really, when you make this comparison, you have to go cup to cup. Now, there are some variances there. Obviously, if you use more tea or more coffee, you're going to get more caffeine. So based on industry standards of what makes an average cup of tea and the amount that you would use and an average cup of coffee, this is basically how the caffeine content shakes out. Black tea actually has about 6 to 7 milligrams of caffeine per fluid ounce. And so if you're talking about an 8-ounce cup, you're looking at anywhere from 50 to 60 grams of caffeine. Green tea has about 3 milligrams per ounce. So there, an 8-ounce cup is only about 24, 25, about half as much. White tea is lower still, only about 2 milligrams an ounce. So a cup of white tea is only going to have about 15. So you can see the difference between 50, 25, 15. So yes, there's a pretty dramatic difference between the amount of caffeine that black tea has versus the amount of caffeine that white tea might have. By comparison, coffee has 16 milligrams per ounce. That's a lot. So now a cup of coffee is up in uh, you know somewhere around the 100 milligram range, maybe more. So generally, when I speak, I usually say that coffee has about twice as much, maybe a little more caffeine than a cup of black tea accordingly. How that's going to affect you is really an individual reaction. But in most cases, white tea does not provide an awful jolt. And if the jolt is what you're looking for, it's black tea. That's the way to go. Thank you so much for asking our questions this week, Lisa. And all of you, please send in your comments and questions as well. I look forward to receiving them. Next week, we are going to switch gears. I know we were going to talk about pu'er, but I am in the mood to talk about chai. That is such a perfect tea to talk about as winter approaches and it's cold weather. A good stick to your ribs tea. So we're going to dive into one of my favorite teas, the one I started with in the tea business, masala chai. So thank you so much for listening this week. Stay warm. And next week, I look forward to steeping around with you again. 